liftoff and the clock has started. That Pixel Life, this is episode 264, coming at you on October 10th, 2023. I am not Zach Anderson, he's not here. The man went to Vegas, went to a Raiders game. So, as everyone knows, after you go to a Raiders game, you spend the night in county jail. And so, (laughs) you know, he'll hopefully be back with us next week. But, you know, we got some stuff to talk about. You know, we got winter's coming, we got some slim consoles coming our way uh you know some unity updates lego is trying to fuck us in the ass and more and to do that i have with me as always shannon big changes more boom uh yeah dude this is uh the, the stars are aligning in my world i am uh big things are happening in my life uh did your car got... get broken into again <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, my car got to- the the car got totaled. That one, that van. After six months of uh, of of bureaucratic tape, um, they decided that it Been was there. easier to uh, just fireball it than um, fix it. So I don't know what's going to happen with my work vehicle. Um, I'm driving a rental, and I have been for six months. Um, so that's a pretty penny that's cost that's costing my company. Um, but uh, aside from that, I've I, I kind of got the opportunity to um, switch departments. Um, so I'm going from a, a a portion of my job which was very uh, hard on the body, uh, very labor intensive, if you will, uh, to a service position. So that means I get to basically. Uh, go drive around and uh and you know make sure the elevators are running correctly now uh and safely for the public um so it'll be easier on my body uh so my shoulders and my back which are saying like you know um you're probably going to want to fix me in like a year are now like you know hey like you don't got to worry for like another maybe five or six years before we talk about like you know fixing us so you know it's uh yeah it's it's good the the hours uh i'll be in like my home city um so i don't have to drive for an hour uh in the morning to go to work um i just basically wake up and my first building could be potentially five to 15 minutes away from my house are the hours uh, themselves better now like uh yeah so while we're getting up super early and yeah so for the past two years i've been getting up at like three o'clock in the morning to uh to get to work by five um up in the city uh, carpool um, with my buddies, which is good because um, you know they get they get the chance to sleep um, while I get to drive them in. Um, but now I get to sleep in. I get to sleep in an extra like three hours every day. Wow, man, did, we got that's gonna be a new. I don't even know what that Shannon Moore looks like because <laughs> that's like how far out there this seems to me. I know, like I like uh, I told uh, I told my wife that uh, I was getting this the opportunity and she cried. Uh, she was so happy. So, um, so yeah, just to kind of give you an idea, because like, you know, usually um, uh, we're, we are recording at seven o'clock in the evening right now. Usually your boy's in bed already. Uh, so, you know, it will be, um, I'll have extra time. Like, I, I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself. 
Like, <laughs> you're like, it, the possibilities are limitless. I could go to bed at 10 o'clock and I could still get like eight, eight, eight or nine hours of sleep. That's wild. I can't yeah. even, I can't even fathom that for you. <laughs> I know. I, uh, I, so the countdown has started eight days, eight days until my, uh, my transfer. So yeah, I, uh, I went out and bought a lotto ticket to celebrate. So, you know, dude, maybe your boy might win the mega millions and be a billionaire overnight. So dude, and yeah. then you don't even need the new job. <laughs> yeah. And then the day one, you can just tell them to sit and spin. The, then I, then what I'm going to do is I'm just going to buy you guys a house out here in California and you guys can like move out here and then like we could just record in person in a studio like that Pixel Life studio. We'll just Dude, that'd be great. And then just fill the garage with magic cards and boom. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's the other thing too is like so uh, for the past month we've been renovating the garage like a full-on renovation. Um, so um the general contractor and the crews that have been working in there are like phenomenal and been doing an amazing job uh and uh, we got uh, my uncle and i did all the electrical so like we got outlets everywhere we got like wires like you know new panels like oh it's like the sheetrock just went in the insulation went in we ordered the windows and the doors so like it is it is coming together back there so um probably like first quarter of next year Gonna be starting up a, a little side business, a uh, little woodworking, the fabrication, like cosplay stuff. So, dude, cool. are you gonna call it more projects for less? <laughs> uh, uh, maybe that's a good. I, I mean, I'll take name <laughs> suggestions. I mean, that one's great. Uh, yeah, you know. you know, head on to the Discord. Give us your best name descriptions you think for Shannon's garage. <laughs> uh or my llc so i'll tell you um back in the day uh i you know how you could like tag your locations and like you could tag like your house and make it you can name it whatever you wanted to mm-hmm. um so my initials are s and m shannon moore and so like i basically just called my condo the house of s and m and like <laughs> you would never I mean, I got so many messages like, where is this place? Like, what is this? Like, what's going on? Because I would check in there like every day, like, you know, just for shits and giggles. So everybody was like, damn, dude, like, what are you doing at the house of S&M? I was like, oh, just chilling. You know, not much. And uh, it took people about five years before they realized it was just my house. But, you know, good dude, times. Uh, <laughs> um, it was so <laughs> funny when when we moved to this house from the apartment. I don't know if I've mm-hmm. ever told this story or not. But uh, I had Megan and my mom were here like unpacking stuff and taking care of stuff. And I was still at the apartment um, loading like the next truckload or whatever and cleaning and doing whatever. But Cox was coming here to like set up the Internet and stuff. So someone had to be there. So I was like, OK, so they were there while I was at the apartment. And the Cox guy was trying to set up our <laughs> modem. And he's like, what's the name of your Internet? And Megan, like, sat there and was like, oh, my God. Like, I have to. The name of our internet was did nothing wrong. And and the dude, like, died. And my mom was like, it's what? And then he was like, dude, what's the password? And Megan's like, please don't make me say it. And he's like, what is it? And she's like, gushing grannies all lowercase. And I got the nastiest phone call from my mom. The dude thought it was fucking hilarious, but my mom apparently did not think it was funny. Uh, man, that's that's so awesome when that happens. 
but it was so funny for like I did it for shock value at our apartment. I wanted everyone in our building to be like, whose fucking internet is this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you, um, th- like, living in, like, a condo or an apartment is the best because everybody's got some... I mean, like, the place I lived had some pretty banging, like, Wi-Fi networks. Um, but, I mean, no- nothing as crazy as that. It was always, like, the, the standard, like, it burns when I pee and, you know... Um, you know, other th- scream penis for password or something like that. So it's like, you know, every once in a while you'd hear somebody brazen enough to be like, penis, like out in the quad. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, not, there was nothing like major like that. But that's, yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. It's well, good. Good on to, you, bud. Yeah. To, to be fair, the context behind it is a long time ago, <laughs> Mountain Dew did a like name the flavor like online channel where you could submit a name for this new flavor of Mountain yeah. Dew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And whoever got the most votes would get the flavor. And it was an apple flavor of Mountain Dew, and 4chan found out about it and flooded the polls. And because <laughs> of that, the top two were did nothing wrong, and Gushing Grannies were the top two <laughs> names for the flavor. And then they pulled it. <laughs> Very topical. I like that. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, speaking of Mountain Dew, I do have. I got the mystery flavor for this year. <gasps> dude, uh, that have I'm you tried it? Now. Like, dude, I swear, I think it tastes like. To me, it literally tastes like white glade like the white glacier gatorade um or as megan said she thinks it tastes like cherry icy which i also agree yeah like it's kind of like one of those mystery flavored airheads that's been sitting in like carbonated water for like a day i yeah i 100 that is a good description for it too <laughs> but i you know what i love it i lo- uh i like it a lot better than last year's mystery flavor um, that is true. I don't. I didn't try last year's, but based off your description of last year's, I would not want to try last year's. <laughs> yeah, it tasted. Yeah, that one was not good. But um, but yeah, th- I'm glad they're back to their form. Um, it's good. Like the coloring, like the like the flavor. So, bravo, bravo. To well, to go with your mystery flavor Mountain Dew, you could have a new slim PS5 Sony <gasps> revealed coming this holiday season we're getting a new slimmer playstation it's got the terabyte hard drive it has an attachable disk drive so even if you get the digital one you can buy the disk drive separate for 80 dollars and upgrade it into one that has it which is cool you know to get fucking two of them you can have both discs for final fantasy 7 part 2 going at the same time like you don't even need the switch. I you know that it's great. I'm happy for them. There's no price change, which kind of sucks. Um and despite the fact that they say it's slimmer and more streamlined, they only decrease the size of it by 30%. Oh, I shouldn't say only. They decrease the size of it by 30%, right? But they the weight was only decreased by like tw- like they said like 14 to 24%. Um so it's smaller, but it's still just as heavy. Uh, they just got more shit crammed in there, right? Yeah, like looking at it, it definitely does look a lot slimmer in the waist, but it looks equally as tall still. If not, maybe even a little taller. Like I don't know if that's a, like what they're going for. It looks like one of those oscillating fucking fans that you put in the corner of your room. <laughs> yeah, like I could have sw- like so they had issues with it standing up being vertical, right? Like the standard versions. They had problems with the hard drives. They said it was some something with the way that they were plugged in. 
um, were causing problems if you had your PlayStation standing up at your house. They, they want you to lay it flat. That being said, in all of these pictures, it is standing up. Like, it is vertical. So, like, I mean, your product messaging is not matching what you're telling your your clientele to do. Um, so that's kind of a bummer, uh, right? I mean, it doesn't... It, and the design didn't change, which everybody was hoping it would. Um, so I don't know. Are you let down by this, or are you excited for this? I mean, I'm... Like, I have... Well, Megan has the original PS5 and mm-hmm. stuff, but it's not like I'm going to be probably getting one or anything like the the one i have is fine i i definitely need i need a bigger hard drive at some point just because you know 500 gigs doesn't do shit anymore Mm -mm. uh but you know everything from still runs great on it and whatever like i booted it up the other day so i don't really have a need for it um from what they say you know it's basically once the old versions of the playstation 5 run out this is just going to be the new norm which mm-hmm. is i think why they're justifying that the price not dropping is because really it's just going to replace the current playstation 5 but you know i think you know if you don't have a ps5 yet you know it's a solid option Mm-hmm. Now, this hard drive that they were talking about that you can expand the diskless or disk version of, the, I, I'm assuming it works with like the standard version as well, like the, the regular OG, like PlayStation 5, or is this just something that they've hard, like they've coded into just the PlayStation, the new slim version? You know, I don't know. I would assume it would only be, I would assume you'd have to build around that. So I can only imagine that... Um, you know, because I don't know how it's plugging in. Like, is it just plugging mm-hmm. into the USB? Is it something that you would have to, like, pop, like, the side shell off or something to install and then also get, like, a 20 or $30, like, right shell side, whatever, to then attach to it? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think it really says um yeah we'll now have an option to add an ultra hd blisters vertical the vertical stand is sold separately for some reason (laughs) (laughs) i i did not read that the first time that's (laughs) that's fine so in the picture it looks like oh yeah it comes with a controller like that stand in the picture does not come with it brilliant brilliant marketing pay the extra twenty dollars for the stand i guess man or 3d print one there you go that's your first business shannon 3d print the custom stands for the ps5 slim there you go yeah and sell them for like five bucks (laughs) make a killing boom yeah you'll be you'll be hitting the fucking post office every single day shipping those bad boys out (laughs) man Um, thank you sony for for a good christmas present yeah (laughs) yeah bless up sony (laughs) <laughs> Dude, now, you know, I'll tell you something though that's not a bless up. Is uh, <laughs> we we got a little little bit of an update here. Uh, Unity CEO John, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's like Ricotta Ricello. He yeah, left the company. I would go there. Yeah, man left uh, AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> they hit him with the goodbye. Door hit his ass on the way out. I'm assuming you know the. Uh, complete media fumble that was 
the announcement made about probably like almost a month ago at this point or whatever and uh plummeting stock prices and everyone switching over to godot and other engines because of the unity outrage uh probably didn't go too well with the shareholders and so mm. he has chosen to step down as ceo and leave the company um effective immediately and he was the executive i guess since 2014 which it says he came from electronic arts which mm. honestly <laughs> like that knowing that everything that's transpired like this month not surprised <laughs> like as like, uh, you know as we know ea is not the uh the face of a top 10 business no it's like when you um it was like that Kaiser Soze moment. Like when you said EA, like all the pieces fell together. And it was like, oh, okay. Like we should have expected this. Like, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's funny because it was kind of like a rush job to get him out, right? Like they are doing damage control left and right to try to save their company. And there was no chance for him to get on Twitter and like write an apology letter or let people know. That he's sorry. It was just like, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Like, don't like, don't overstay your welcome. Like, get your shit, get out. We don't care. Yeah, which is probably for the best because, uh, you know, after the initial Unity announcement, like every update, it seems like they did, just added more gasoline to the fire. <laughs> like, no matter what they said, it was never the right answer, and it always <laughs> just led to more confusion. And mm -hmm. more people being mad. So just doing the Irish goodbye, as Zach would say, and just <laughs> getting out of town, probably the best option. The Kobayashi Maru of, uh, of uh, <laughs> PR stunts. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you know, he's that dude's not going to land on his feet anywhere else. And if he, he might just go back to EA. Like, EA <laughs> would be like, dude, I saw what you tried to do. Good job. Let's bring you back over here and let's talk about it. Let's talk about yeah, what we dude, did over here. I, yeah, I don't know if EA... Uh, is in a place where they could financially take that hit of bringing them back on the team. Like they need to earn a little bit more goodwill. I think release another Jedi game or something before they announce that they're bringing him back on. I mean, no offense, he's got a lot of vowels and consonants in his name. You could probably like cipher that name, and he could be like Ron <laughs> Vincenzo or something. You know, just <laughs> go back over there for a little bit. <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah. oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Well, you know. He got his money. He's going to go. Uh, he tried to rip people off, but now uh, let's talk about somebody who's actually going to... Yeah, you know. There we go. Yeah, man. I love it. Speaking of ripping people off, man, dude. So I was incredibly excited when Lego announced uh, earlier, I think this, this week, last week, that... Mm -hmm. This they week, yeah. were yep that they were doing a crossover with Animal Crossing. They posted a little teaser picture with the little mini figs, your Tom Nooks and your Isabels and your Kappas and whatever they had like twelve different ones. And they're like, yeah, dude, Animal Crossing set coming soon. Uh, so it was announced today uh, that the sets have officially been revealed. They are coming out March 1st, 2024. It looks like they're starting out with five different sets. You know, you got your Julian's birthday party for $14.99. Like, that's pretty cool. Bunny's outdoor activities, 20 bucks. All right. 
You got Captain Island Boat Tour. $29.99, like, alright, you know, we're getting, like, a little beefier set, Isabelle's house visit, $39.99, okay, Nook's Cranny and <laughs> Rosie's house, $74.99, like, who the fuck do you think you are, <laughs> like, A, bundling, I don't even want Rosie's house, like, I don't know why you, like, apparently they thought nobody would buy that on its own, and they were just gonna bundle it with the one that obviously everyone fucking wants, <laughs> And because they're like, well, you're getting two sets. So, yeah, let's double the fucking price and make it $75 for something that, like, this thing, I saw the pictures. The pictures are on the outline. This thing is, like, half the size of Nook's actual cranny. Like, like none of these sets are, like, the actual houses or whatever. It's, like, very small, like, whatever, which it's a give and take. Like, would I want the full Nook's cranny? Absolutely. But, like to put it on my desk, like, yeah, I could see, you know, it would fit perfectly next to my little Tom Nook amiibo, and it's like, I'm a huge fan of Animal Crossing, I got a Tom Nook fucking tattoo, I got Animal Crossing art on the walls, Animal Crossing clothes, Animal Crossing tattoos, amiibos, the games, like, I'm the target demographic, I feel, but it's like, bro, I'm not paying $75 for half of Nook's Cranny and whatever the fuck Rosie's house is. Like, that's just, that ain't <laughs> happening, bro. You ain't getting that out of me. Um, now, the, the only thing I want to know, which still has yet to be determined, is how much is it for all of the minifigs? That's what I want. I just want the minifigs. I don't want, I don't care. Like, I mean, yeah, Tom Nook's, like, Nook's Cranny would be great. But I don't care about anybody else. Other than that, I just want the minifigs because that's the only thing my son wants. And I don't want to pay like a hundred and whatever dollars for like every single set so I can get all the minifigs. Right. I, I'm actually surprised too. One that I honestly thought they would have that they don't is I really expected them to do one that's like the town hall with like K.K. Slider out in front with like you know six little figs like sitting in the chairs like watching them play or do whatever like I'm assuming uh when this does sell like hotcakes because we know it will that for the series two we will probably get that along with like I don't know probably some of the other stuff like Blathers Museum would probably be really cool uh, I, I would love a set that's like the tarantula island where she's 100 <laughs> tarantula pieces and a villager with a net. Uh, you know, I, I'd pay $40 for a tarantula island. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was just a little disappointed by that. But, you know, and the, the kicker to me too, which I think is funny, is that so with the Nook's Cranny A in New Horizons, Nook doesn't even run Nook's Cranny. Timmy and Tommy do, but it's like, okay, well, maybe they're referencing, like, Animal Crossing 1, yet the minifig is clearly New Horizons Tom Nook. <laughs> He's not wearing the little apron, and it's like, which is it? Like, is it New Horizons Tom Nook running GameCube Animal Crossing Nook's Cranny? Like, did you just, like, not fucking care? Like, come on, man. Like, at least put Timmy and Tommy in Tom's Nook. With the rosy thing, like make it eighty dollars to throw them in. Like, come on, man. <laughs> that, that, that's so funny. Is that like the continuity is what your biggest uh, aside from the price? Continuity is the is the issue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it right. Uh, but you know, or you know, they lend it to you know, you can have that way. 
they'll be like, oh yeah, the GameCube Nook Cranny minifig, and the Animal Crossing New Horizons Tom Nook mini. Like, you can have three different Tom Nook minifigs, and they'll all look different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you're onto something there. That yeah, definitely we, sounds like Lego's mo, and Nintendo's mo. Oh yeah, and the for two sure. together is just a <laughs> disgusting peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Yeah, Lego's like, what can we do to like maximize revenue? Nintendo like kicks in the door and is like, let me tell you what we've been doing to our guys for like twenty years. All right, we're gonna do this. We're gonna like, we're just gonna change the skin on it. We're gonna sell it for another like seventy four dollars. These idiots are gonna buy it like three yeah. times. So like, we'll get this one. We'll get this other one. And then we'll do like a collector's edition one. And then we'll get them. Get them all. Yeah. All the money. Yeah. Lego pitched it to Nintendo. And during the presentation, Miyamoto leans over in his associate's ear and is like, Nomaiwa Dombosha. And then he's like, What did he say? And he's like, He said, Double it. The price. Double it. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Nintendo's like, Okay. So we get like, what? Like 50%? And Lego's like, 50%? Uh,. Mm, can we do this? And they're like, yeah, just do it. It's going to sell like hotcakes. They're like, all right, we'll just double the price. It'll be fine. We'll triple the price. There we go. How, how much does it take to make these plastic toys? Uh, Sure. Just make gangbusters. Gang, all of them. Speaking of Japan, Shannon. So, <laughs> you know, I think I didn't see too many trailers. I think we're going to zoom by the trailer park a l- little bit and we're gonna zoom pretty fast because we're on the bullet train because we're going to anime hour <laughs> yeah mm. so are you up to date on juju kaisen no <laughs> no bro. like so okay look like i i caught up on like we'll go into this in spoiler talk but i caught up on a lot of stuff that was outstanding on my queue so this weekend, I am hoping to get some major, and moving forward, now that I have this new schedule, I'm looking forward to uh, to catching up on a lot of my anime that I'm missing out on. So please, do not spoil that one anime, but please, spoil the rest to your heart's content. Alright, you know, I will. So... Shannon's not caught up on Juju Kaisen. It's been really good. I'm very excited to talk to you about it once you're caught up. But mm. um, some uh, new fall animes have uh, been dropping. And I wanted to talk to you about four of my favorite new ones that started. Because mm-hmm. this week I got to watch a lot of uh, episode ones. And then some of like have like are on their second episode now that came out this week and stuff. So... I'm excited to talk about some new anime prospects for you to also watch. So I don't remember if I brought it up to you. I talked about Shangri-La Frontier, which Mm -hmm. is the Dark Souls one. Yeah, second episode of that, incredibly good. I posted the opening in the Discord because I want want Zach to watch it, even though Mm -hmm. I know he's not a big anime person, but just because that opening song is such a banger and... I don't skip every time I, I watch it all the way through. I don't skip the <laughs> intro. It just, it gets me pumped every single time. Second episode was incredibly good. The fighting's awesome. The, uh, like how his gameplay logic of like beating shit is really cool. So <laughs> incredibly excited for that. Definitely still recommend you watch Shangri-La Frontier. This next one was one that my friend Chris recommended to me. And 
I wasn't sure about it at first, but the first two episodes have me sold on it. It's called Berserk of Gluttony. And the general premise is everyone is born with a special skill or ability. And this dude's ability is gluttony. And it makes him incredibly hungry. Like he's constantly starving. Uh, and he's like, my power sucks. And he's like, he works for the Holy Knights and stuff and like helps guard this castle and whatever. But there's like a group, the Holy Knights he works for treat him like shit and like kick the crap out of him and just like hate him. And then of course there's like the one like hot blonde Holy Knight chick that, uh, you know, is actually like nice to him that he obviously likes because she's like the beacon of light in his otherwise shitty life. Uh, but one night while she's on guard, uh, some thieves break into the castle to steal treasure or whatever. And he warns her and she goes after them. Well, one of them comes after him and he ends up killing the thief. And in doing so triggers his power, which is gluttony. And it, like, doubles his stats, but he also acquires any, like, abilities or skills that they had. So then he comes, you know, to find out his ability is actually really good. It's just to activate it, he has to kill. And he had never killed anybody before. So then mm. he, like, goes out into the forest and, like, murders a bunch of goblins <laughs> and whatever. And his stats are, like, out of control. And he gets, like telepathy and some <laughs> other powers and so he uh goes to like go buy a weapon and because he has telepathy he hears this sword talking to him and so the sword speaks and he's like yeah like yeah he was all beaten up and stuff and he's like we're honestly the same and he's like i want you to use me so the dude's gluttony but his sword is greed and so then come to find out he uses greed, and greed's kind of the same way where the more he gets used, the more powerful he becomes. But the twist, too, is because of gluttony, um, most people in the world, like, level up and get skills, but the dude stays at level one, but he, you know, acquire he still becomes stronger and steals abilities and stuff. He just doesn't actually level up. But then, come to find out, uh, if he doesn't kill people... Like, eventually he'll go back to starving to death and he'll die. So <laughs> he is now forever stuck in the cycle of having to go out and murder and it wants more and more and more blood like every time. And then Greed, he levels the sword up, but to do so, he has to give up like everything he's collected thus far to put into greed and because greed's like he's like well how much do i have to give you and he's like dude i'm greed you have to give me everything and he's like but he's like it'll be worth it because i'm gonna get stronger and if i get stronger that means you will get stronger and we'll feed each other so that's interesting been... it's like, it sounds like crank but in an anime kind yeah. of style instead of yeah. like having to stay like cranked out to live you basically just got to kill things to live Exactly. Instead of, you know, needing that adrenaline, he needs murder. <laughs> uh, but I definitely recommend it. Um, nice. One of the other ones I've been watching, which I've been reading the manga for, I think I might have talked about it a little bit, but Fryrin Beyond Journey's End. 
has been really good. They released the first, uh, I think, four episodes all at once. So that was a bit of a struggle because it was like, oh shit, now I have like an hour and a half of anime to watch just on this one show. But it's really beautifully animated. I'm currently reading the manga and it's really good. But the general premise is the main girl, Fryren, her and her party um, went and defeated the Demon King and brought peace to all the kingdoms. And that was like the end of their journey. But because she's an elf, um, she like, you know, she looks very young, but she's actually like thousands of years old. And um, she has kind of lost all perception of time. Like to her, it's like, oh, what's 10 years? Like 10 years is nothing to her because of how long she's lived. But uh, she kind of goes her separate way after they defeat the Demon King. And then uh, she comes back to the main town to visit Hamill the hero, who was the hero in her party. And he's all old now. And eventually he ends up dying. And then everyone kind of re-meets up for his funeral. And she kind of realizes that even though they spent 10 years together uh, going to kill the Demon King, she didn't really like learn a whole lot about him and she doesn't know it yet but she like does have like feelings for him and he loved her but he like never acted on it but you can tell in the flashbacks that like you know he obviously had feelings for her he just never really expressed it or if he did express it it was in his own way so she kind of ends up built putting a new party together and kind of like retreading like the path that they took to get to the demon kingdom and stuff and she's kind of like reliving her adventures so it kind of jumps back and forth between like flashbacks of when she originally did the adventure to then like present time with like her new party and stuff and them going on their adventure Mm -hmm. so it's a lot of fun nice um now my fate now my favorite like this (laughs) wasn't even on my rate this wasn't on my radar it just mm-hmm. came out this week. There's only one episode for it, but it's called <laughs> The 100 Girlfriends Who Really, 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 Really Love You. <laughs> and the name's wild. Like, I, I know what you're thinking. It sounds like typical anime garbage, which mm-hmm. it is, but <laughs> it's it's a lot better than I thought it was. Like, I watch a lot of shit, and, like, not all of it is good. But uh, this one really surprised me. So the general premise is this dude, he's like some like high school kid. Uh, He like really wants a girlfriend like bad. And every time he's done a confession to a girl, uh, she turns him down. And he's just like, fuck, dude, like I really want a girlfriend. Like, I don't know what's wrong. Like, he's popular. He's not ugly, like whatever. But he always just gets turned down. And so he ends up going to a shrine and, like, praying to, like, the god of luck. And he's like, come on, man. Like, I really just, like, want a girlfriend. Like, make it happen. So the god of luck listened but uh, was filling out his paperwork (laughs) and was not paying attention and meant to give him uh, a life partner. And instead of putting one, he wrote down a (laughs) hundred. So he ends up, like imbuing onto this kid a hundred soulmates and he's like you will have a hundred soulmates like you will know it when you see them it's gonna be love at first sight and i'm sorry 
but you know, uh, you have a hundred of them, and he's like, so you know, enjoy. And the guy's like, fuck, dude, like I don't want a hundred, like that's a lot. And he's like, well, how do I choose? And he's like, well, you'll figure it out. But there's also a caveat. And he's like, if you turn your soulmate down, they die. <laughs> And he's like, you're going to put this shit on me right now? So he's at school and going down the hallway and ends up bumping into two girls and they all fall down. And then when they lock eyes, like it's love at first sight with the two of them. And they're sitting there and like they both have feelings for him and they're trying to like do stuff for him and he's trying to do stuff for them. And then eventually the one girl's just like, all right, like, I know I love you. I I know she has feelings for you too. So which one of us are you going to choose? And the guy's like, give me until tomorrow to decide. So then <laughs> he's trying to figure out what to do. He's like, dude, like, do I deny them both? But then secretly on the side to each of them, tell them that I do want to go out with them and secretly date them and do whatever. And he's like, no, that's really scummy. Like, I don't want to do that. So then the next day when he meets them, He's like, I'm going to be real with you. I want to date both of you. And <laughs> uh, they uh, aren't keen on the idea at first, but then eventually uh, the one girl accepts it. So then because the one girl accepted it, the other girl's like, I'm not going to let her beat me. So then she also accepts it. So now they're both dating. Like all three of them, I guess, are dating. But <laughs> it's like, you know. That's only the first two, and there's, like, 98 more. So, I don't know, like, I'm assuming the anime is only going to be, like, 12 or 13 episodes. So, I don't think we're going to get through all 100 in this, like, first season. But I'm, like, interested to see, like, how many uh, they're going to try and, like, push into one season. Because from certain pictures I've seen, it looks like maybe about, like, 20 this is going to be like season one is going to be like the first 20 or 25 or whatever, but it was a lot more wholesome. Like I, I've watched a lot of your world's end harem or harem in a dungeon or like any one of those that, you know, are trash harem animes, but this one was really cute. It was really wholesome. Uh, it's one that you could watch, you know, with your parents in the room and not immediately get disowned. So it wasn't, like, <laughs> gratuitous, like, you know, like, tits out everywhere, like, explicit, whatever. Like, it was really charming, which is something I wasn't expecting from the title of 100 Girlfriends. So, um, I, I mean, it sounds like it has the potential it. to go to a lot of places. I mean, like, some of them might be more uncomfortable like it you know it could go either way right it could stick with the wholesomeness it could be just like light and fluffy right now to get you into it but then like once it really starts to pick up momentum it could have like a lot more like tension yeah um so i mean it would, it'll be interesting to see where they take that i mean it it sounds interesting <laughs> um but you know i mean i would probably say that the shangri-la frontier like i definitely want to check out and um berserk gluttony sounds great um, but I thought, uh, wasn't there another anime series that was just called Berserker or something like that? Isn't, so the, um, there, there is one, it's just called Berserk is the anime yeah. with guts and he has the huge mm -hmm. sword, which, you know, that one, that was an old anime. Um, and mm -hmm. then they, they did the movies, uh, and then did like an updated anime series, but 
I don't know, man. Like, I can't get behind the art style because it does the, like, 3D kind of mm-hmm. looking anime style, and I fucking hate that. Like, that is, like, a 100% deal breaker for me. Like, I tried, I watched <laughs> the first movie, I got, like, partway through the second one, and I was just like, dude, I cannot do the art style of this. Like, it could be the best story in the world, but I can't watch it, like, when it looks like this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are coming out with another, I think, uh, like series based off of him uh, again soon. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like they keep pushing for it, but I don't know. I like the I like my problem is I love the old like hand drawn art style stuff. Like do Transformers when it was like whatever hand drawn, beautiful. It was awesome, and then like they made the switch to then it's like the three D, and I was just like. Mm-hmm. I can't do it, man. Like beast that Wars. was my, st- yeah. Well, oh, I mean, Beast Wars. That was a beast all on its own, man. Like that's <laughs> like you watch the opening for that, and you're like, there's like no fucking way. Like you can go back to that, but no, it was like I don't even remember. Like the last Transformer series I watched, I want to say it was like something Unicron or something like that. It came out. It was like early 2000s i think was like Mm -hmm. the last time when i watched it but then whatever series came after that it made the jump just like gundam and then they did like sd gundam where it was like the small Mm -hmm. 3d but like chibi looking and it's like dude i could not do sd gundam because i fucking hated the 3d art style (laughs) like i just i can't do it well good to know You've heard it here first, guys. Three D. He's Justin is a traditionalist when it comes to his anime. Yeah, I'm I'm a stickler. That's why you know I like my my Studio Gilby movies because they're mm-hmm. painstakingly hand drawn by mm-hmm. you know Miyazaki. So, so have you watched The Boy and His Heron yet? No, I haven't. Um, I I want to, and it's like I know. Yeah, there's been. I know he's like working on his next movie already, which is insane to me. Like. This dude, every after every movie, he's like, yeah, I'm going to retire. And then, like, weeks later, he's like, I got a new idea. <laughs> I'm uh, coming out of retirement, boys. Yeah, I got a new yeah. one. <laughs> I got one more in me, guys. And, like, the studio's not going to say fucking no. <laughs> like, yeah. They I don't, I don't think you. I don't think you understand what retirement is. You're going on vacation. You're not retiring. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> bro, you're like 89. When are you going to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> when he's uh, dead. Yeah, pretty much. That's what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, you know, that that was it for Anime Hour. I appreciate you guys, Zach, if you made it this far. I appreciate you uh, sticking it out for Anime Hour. But, uh, you know, Shannon, what have you been playing, my man? I hate to sound like a broken record. Um, <laughs> I but Lay it on me. Uh, I am continuing to play Sea of Stars. Um, yeah, you are. So- so there was a part of me that was like, okay, how much longer do I really have in this game? Because uh, like I remember you saying when you first started playing it that you thought it was like a twenty-four hour like experience. So I was like, you know, I'm twenty, I'm twenty-two hours in right now. So I was like, okay, I gotta be getting close to the end of this thing. And then I went and looked up like, okay, how much is it to beat this game? And people were saying like to beat the game fully, it's like forty hours. And I was like, fuck, I'm only halfway through. Um, but um i got in i'm in this i was in the sea of stars i was doing my thing in there and then like i got like pretty far into the story and now i'm at like the final boss and i'm i'm at like 24 hours like so i'm at the final area 
So, um, so I should have it beat probably by the end of this week. So you won't have to listen to me talk about it anymore after this week, hopefully, because uh, I play it pretty much every night when I go to bed. So um, just chip away a little bit every night. Um, so it should be should be in the bag this weekend. Uh, and then um, what? Super Mario Wonder comes out next week. Um, so I mean that'll pretty much be my my next my next gaming venture. There was a game that came out that I bought for the Steam Deck, and it's basically like a Mario RPG clone, but instead of having um, like a Cloud guy and the Puppet guy, and then Bowser and Mario and, and Peach. It's basically everybody in the game is like a puppet, like a wooden puppet of some type. Um, but it has like that same aesthetic. Um, so I might give that one like a little playthrough while I'm just waiting for Mario Wonder to, to pop off. But, Do you remember um, what it's called? Uh, I don't, but uh, when we get off the call, I'll check it out and send you a text message and let you know. Because, yeah, I was like, uh, you're, you're, you're talking my language right now. Yeah, um, let me let me see if um, like, why don't you talk about what you're playing, and then I will look up and see if I can find out what it is on my Steam library real quick. It's fine. So I played a little more Cocoon, um, just a little bit. I I got the third orb now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, dude. <laughs> some of, <laughs> some of the puzzles are it's so good. Like it on paper, it seems so simple like it seems incredibly easy but it's like while playing it like once you figure out the solution it's like oh dude i'm such a fucking idiot like there were so many times where i literally got stuck and it was like dude what am i supposed to do here and it's like i could not figure it out for the life of me and then i finally figured it out and it's like dude it's like staring at me like an inch from my face and i just couldn't (laughs) see it like there's like one part where it's like, oh, you need to like, like, oh, there's these little bars or whatever in the way, like the bug can fit through, but you can't fit through it while holding the orb. And it has a little docking station right there to hold the orb right there. And it's like, okay, so I set the orb down and go through and like portaled out. I'm like, okay, but how do I get the orb on the other side? I, I couldn't figure it out. And then it was like, oh, I needed to like take the orb, like, zoop out put the orb in the whatever go back in without the orb now walk through the bars and there's another little zoop thing on the other side of the bars then zoop back out get the orb and then you always zoop back into the last one you use so now i'm on the other side of the bars and i have the orb and it's like like it seems so simple but it's like (laughs) at the time looking at it i'm like dude I'm like sitting there like a dumbass walking into the bars with the orb and I'm like how I'm like how do I get past this so uh, I'm excited like you know since I know it's not super long uh, I'm hoping to bang that out this week because uh your boy beat lies of P this week finally no dude, way dude I the, the other day I beat uh the boss that I was stuck on forever it took me 40 tries i finally did it and it was so funny because uh megan's mom was over when it happened and i was like yelling and shit like i threw my fucking sandal like across the room and i was just like fuck yeah like all like pumped whatever and they were like freaking out and i was like i beat the goddamn boss i was stuck on forever and 
I was like, dude, my heart, like, I feel like I'm going into cardiac arrest right now. <laughs> and I had Megan's one touch. She's like, oh my God, dude, like your heart and my hands were all sweaty. I was like, dude, it was intense. Did you get the shakes? But, uh, I did not. I, a little bit longer, I probably would have had the shakes, but I just had sweaty palms. And like, if I had a heart rate monitor on, it probably would have been like, whoa, like you need to chill the fuck out right now. Uh <laughs> But I beat him, and then I like was able to work my way over to the the final boss. And it's so funny, dude. The second to last boss, forty tries. The final that boss is insane. Yeah, the final boss. It took me three tries. Like <laughs> I, it, it was just like night and day difference, man. I was just like, God damn it. But then I thought it was the final boss, and then mm-hmm. come to find out that I mean, there's one more boss at the very end of the game. And it depends on uh, what ending you're going for. So after you beat Simon or whatever, who's the final boss, um, you go down this big elevator and you go and you end up meeting Geppetto again for the last time. And he's like, hey, so uh, I kind of need your heart um, to, uh, you know, because you're basically modeled after Geppetto's, like, dead son, Carlo, or whatever, and your puppet. And he's basically trying to bring Carlo back to life. And he's like, somewhere in your heart, he's like, I know is Carlo's memories. So I want you to give me the heart so I can, like, build a new Carlo. And he's like, the choice is yours. He's like, you can either give me your heart or I'm going to take it by force. He's like, your <laughs> choice. So, depending on what you choose to do, if you choose to just give Geppetto your heart, uh, he puts on his little little fun glove and reverse flashes his hand into your chest and rips your heart out and leaves you dead on the street and then puts opens his little briefcase and puts your heart in it. And then it, the game ends with... Uh, him returning to the crap hotel which is where it was like your main hub area with all your little friends and stuff and carlo comes out with blood all over him because he butchered everybody in the hotel and him and geppetto were like well uh you know like you're my family now they're dead we don't have to worry about that anymore like let's go home and then the game ends if you choose to not give geppetto your heart he's like okay we're gonna do things the hard way very well and then opens the briefcase and you get to see what's in the briefcase which is a puppet and it's just the nameless puppet and it becomes a two-phase boss fight which the first phase very like like incredibly easy like i had zero issues with the first phase second phase he gets a second sword now and all of a sudden this motherfucker goes from like 20 to 200 miles an hour and he's <laughs> zooming all over the place and he's like his attacks like have insane range and it was just like dude half the time i could barely get him down to half health and i'm just like dude and it's like he was brutal um but once you beat him then you beat the puppet and then you basically end up killing Geppetto and he's like, you were my son, and whatever. And then he ends up dying, and then you essentially uh, become like a, like I said, you're still a puppet, but you're like, I'm a real boy now. And the fairy <laughs> godmother, like you know, chick, she died earlier on, but there's this empty puppet vessel 
and you essentially like rip your own heart out and then like put it in this puppet vessel thing to like attach her soul to it so then she's alive again and so now she thought you were dead but then you like twitch back awake and then now it's like you're a legit real boy now and she's a puppet and you get to i assume live happily together with her Hmm. uh but i will say dude the ending too there was a post-credit scene which there was some dude on the train talking about whatever i don't know who this dude was supposed to be but while he's on the train he's like ah yes uh he's like there's another vessel whatever that we need to uh address he's like and it's dorothy and then it shows Hmm. a woman walking to the train station never shows her face but it shows her legs and she's wearing the red the red shoes and then arrives at the train station and then clicks her heels together three times and then it ends so i was like oh wow dude they're going like wizard of oz next like all right i'm here for it like wizard of oz dark souls like i could fuck (laughs) with that Dude, that's gonna be a mind. That's gonna be a mind fuck. Like the Cheshire Cat and the Caterpillar and like the uh, the Queen and oh yeah, the Mad Hatter. Like all of those. Well, oh, no, that's, no, Al- no, no. that's Alice. That's Alice in Wonderland. Wizard of no, yeah, yes. the Tin Man, the Lion. Yeah, no, the Tin the, Man, the, the Lion, wizard. and the Scarecrow, and the Wizard, and the Wicked Witch of the West, and the monkeys with the wings. Yeah. Yeah. So Ooh, I'm like, sorry. all right, yeah, give me my Wizard of Oz horror game. I'm about that. I mean, that one's kind of a trip to begin with. I mean, there's some pretty dark elements there. People going, getting crushed by houses, melting by water, like, you know, fraudulent (laughs) wizards. Yeah, that is true. I would love the witch boss fight that ends with a literal house crushing her to death. (laughs) And then it's like, you think she's dead, and then the feet roll up, and then the house explodes, and it's like, phase two, motherfucker, and she comes out. (laughs) Like, that's so good. I'm here for oh, it. Dude, the lollipop guild like rises up against you because like you make a poor decision and now you got to like face everybody, everybody in little munchkin land. Yep. Oh man. <laughs> dude, it writes itself. It, it does. I mean, look at that. We've been spitballing for two minutes. We've already come up with like a whole plot. Yeah. Are um, you listening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I mean, that's, that's cool. Like it's funny too, because you've been talking about this game for like three weeks now. And, yeah. like, I thought it was the lives of P, not the lies of P. So I was like, oh, this makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> yeah, the the name is not the best. Like, I know there's a lot of people, it's like, Life of P, because like, that movie <laughs> Life of Pi and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah. It, hopefully with the Wizard of Oz uh, game, like, they will get their, get their names fixed in an order, but... Uh, I will say, so I, after I beat the game, I did go, it automatically kind of wants to enroll you into New Game Plus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, like, whatever, I'll check it out. And I'm at the, it's like fourth or fifth boss on New Game Plus in it. And it's been a lot of fun just because, A, you keep all your weapons, like, you're still at your level. So it's like, I'm at the start of the game again, but I'm level 90 and like i have like my maxed out weapons and whatever and it just felt so rewarding to like go back to that first boss that i died to 15 times and beat him in like one go like just like wrecked his ass and then like the next box like the donkey kid it's like oh yeah dude i died to him 10 times like 
first try like i'm not even trying to dodge because i have so much health and i'm just sitting there wailing on them I'm like yeah <laughs> i can just brute force my way through the first couple bosses uh now on this one that i'm on i died to this boss four times and it's just it's not so much because he's like super hard it's just i was being really lazy trying to brute force my way and it's like oh now that's not working anymore like i actually have to dodge and guard and like do all the stuff i was doing before like i can't just stride on having good weapons and more health than before now Hmm. so i don't know if i'm gonna play through it all the way again like what if i do once i get to that second to last boss again i'm probably just gonna quit because i (laughs) like i'm not that much stronger than i was when i beat her the first time and it's like Hmm. yeah i'm not doing 40 attempts again on that like i'm calling it calling it where it is i beat it once I got my achievements, uh, my achievement for beating it, because uh, Xbox does the rare achievement, tells you the percent. The percent for the good ending was like 2.86%, I think is what it said. So wow. not a lot of people, I think, made it to the end of the game. Uh, I mean, most- 40, 40 times. I mean, that is insane. Like, I don't I don't think I would have stuck with it for 40 times. Like, I'd, I probably would have noped out at about 20 <laughs> yeah so I, you should get you should get a i was gonna say you should get a medal there should be a, like an xbox achievement for sticking with it like just be anything over like 30 attempts you should get a medal for <laughs> man dude and one last thing i i'm incredibly pissed because uh so lords of the fallen also comes out this month mm-hmm. and uh you know i'm like cool like whatever i played the first one it was like whatever dark souls knockoff like it was whatever like i own it i like i saw the trailer i know zach was hyped on the music in the trailer and this one does look a lot better but i was kind of like all right like whatever so i actually watched gameplay uh because they've been handing they like early release to like people who play dark souls games and whatever and they're streaming it on twitch and have been playing it and stuff for like getting it early and dude it looks fantastic and i hope it's really good but it's like (laughs) Dude, October's already stacked. Like, there's no way in hell I'm getting it in October. Like, it's one of those where I'm hoping, you know, come uh, maybe Black Friday, it'll be like 40 bucks, and I'll pick it up because it looks pretty dope. Like, it has some cool lantern mechanic where you're basically kind of going between, like, the world of the living and the world of the dead, and you have this, like, lantern that, like, shows, like, new paths and stuff, and because it's on, like, PS5 and stuff, like, the you know it happens really quick and it's like really fluid in between and it looks really cool and i'm like damn it i did not need another game to play this year and then now <laughs> it's like made my list of i really want to check it out before end of the year that's uh, a bummer uh, there was a game that came out on my steam wish list uh like that came out like probably like two or three days ago and i was just like fuck i was like there's another one and it's another one is like 2d two and a half like d like uh like uh rpgs and mm. i was just like god dang it like dude you guys gotta chill like with these games that i want to play because it's it's getting ridiculous but um to get back to that game i was talking about earlier it's called um another crusade another so crusade. yeah you could yeah, you could check that out on um, on Steam. But yeah, it looks basically just like another um, Mario RPG clone, but it looks like everybody's a puppet instead of uh, just having the one puppet guy. Oh, but it looks yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, um, to, it looks like it has a demo too, so I'll definitely mm-hmm. have to uh, 
check that out. Yeah, I mean, it was on sale like I think two or three weeks ago when I picked it up. But uh, but yeah, uh, I did want to talk before we go into spoiler zone. Um, there was it, it's not a new trailer, but I did think it was pretty funny that they kind of rebranded the Mar Miss or what was it the Marvels the the movie that's coming out with with uh, Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel and um, the other Marvel lady or whatever. But, um, Camilla Marvel. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You know how, like, the first time the trailer came out, it was all, like, Beastie Boys, like, had an edgy feel to it. It was more, like, comedy. It was more mm-hmm. based in, like, the funniness of it. Like, the m- trailers that they've been playing for that movie now are, like, so serious. Like, they're so just, like, you know, there's like a war brewing and like, everybody's like Captain Marvel, we need you back. And like, she's like, why would I come back? And you know, it's, there's like a lot more drama to it. It feels like they're doing a hard pivot to what that movie is. And it kind of confuses me. Like, I'm still kind of like, okay, are you struggling at this point with this movie coming out in like a month to try to figure out like what, how you want to market this to people? Cause I'm confused now. They're so like, I don't know if you I don't know if you saw that trailer, but it was uh, I did not. They're like, yeah, you know, we did our little funny haha trailer. They're like, now we gotta like do serious. We gotta mislead people. We don't want you to know what type of movie you're coming into. They're like, oh, the funny didn't go over well. We gotta make it serious. I don't know. I think the funny hit a lot better than the serious one, right? Like to me, it did anyway, because like it was like okay, you know, the, I see what they were trying to go for in like the first. Uh, Miss Marvel movie where it was or Captain Marvel movie where it was just like um like it was kind of like the female top gun with superpowers and I was like okay I get it like you know you're trying to create like this this like backstory for Captain Marvel now like there's other marvels in there and they're trying to blend them all together I like that funny like okay everybody's like kind of doing like a freaky friday where they're kind of like switching positions every time they use their powers that could be funny I mean, like, you can use that. Like, this whole, like, script where, like, now there's, like, this serious element to it. Um, you know, we always know there's stakes in Marvel movies. Like, but lean into, like, the fun of it. Like, don't don't take yourself too seriously. I think there's been this problem with Marvel. And we've talked about it at Ignazium on this podcast. But it's, you know, lean into the campiness. Like, lean in. Like, have fun with us. Like, don't – you don't always have to tell this – crazy in-depth story right um so i don't know it's confusing i think they're still struggling to find an identity for that movie and it concerns me with that movie coming out in a month right especially because you know they kind of slowed the train on marvel movies it's (laughs) like man you you've had some time to sit back you know retreat up into the woods and (laughs) fix your 30-year plan or whatever for marvel so i don't know why we're struggling now (laughs) Yeah, it seems like you let it cook too long, and it's now it's burnt. <laughs> yeah, that that's what happens when you you let it cook a little too long. Is uh, you know, it's not always gonna be there on the stove when you're ready for it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's rough. It's dried out now. Leave <laughs> that thing's gonna die. Um, but uh, is it time for uh? Do we hear some sirens, my friend? Yeah, you know, I hear some uh some sirens. It's getting a little uh loud in here. Let's talk about uh some spoiler zone. What we've been watching. I had the luxury of watching uh, a bunch of things this weekend. Lay it on. Um, 
I don't know. I, I don't. I don't want to ruin too much for you. Um, but I, I, we sat down. My wife and I sat down to watch the Continental, and we just wanted to watch the first episode. But all three were out. And at the end of the first ninety-minute episode, my wife turned to me and said, "We're finishing this tonight." And I was <laughs> Dude, just like, "That's a bold move, that's, man. That's yeah. a lot." I was like, to "That's four and sitting. a half hours that we're, we're we're committing to this." And she was like, "I don't care." She's like, "I want to see this," and I was like, "Okay." Um, and I know you talked about the first episode last week, um, but I do agree with you. I do. I did like the action. Um, like Franklin is a badass. Um, and like, I do like, um, you know, the, I wondered where the story was going to go based off of just the first episode, but episodes two and part two and part three do a very good job of kind of sewing the backstory in with like the, the shenanigans that are currently going on. Uh, Lou, uh, the, uh, the lady that runs the, um, karate dojo, mm-hmm. like, She's one of my favorite characters, like hands down. She has like in part two and part three, she has some of the best um, battles um, in the uh, in the series. So she did a phenomenal job uh, in those action sequences. They don't seem campy. They don't seem um, scripted. Like you know, they usually you can you can kind of telegraph your blows and you can kind of see them in some in some lesser action movies. Um, but. They did a really good job with the cinematography. Um, I do. I thought the '70s aesthetic was cool. Um, it didn't overstay its welcome. I did not like the soundtrack. Um, I'm going to say that right now. Like, I know uh, my wife liked it a lot. I mean, like that's kind of like her wheelhouse. She kind of likes the uh, the '70s and '80s like style music. Um, so that was kind of right in her, you know, right in her breadbasket. She was like, "Oh, I like this," and I was like, "Oh, I, I'm out. I'm out." Um, I thought the ending was a little rushed, um, okay. but I don't know, like, you know, it, it, once it kind of hits the point of no return and you're, you're kind of on that downward slide, you're like, okay, this is going to end one of two ways. And like, I feel they could have done a little bit better, uh, sewing up the, the, the last little piece. Um, but all in all, I have no complaints, um, like I would not do it again. Like I would not sit down and watch four hours and 30 <laughs> minutes of this again. But, um, but you know, it was good. Um, like I can't wait for you to finish it so we could talk about it more. Yes. I, uh, I do have them. I just haven't got a chance cause I need to watch it with Megan, but I agree. It was one of those things as I still have only seen part one, but I didn't mind the, uh, the soundtrack mm-hmm. for part one, but I know Megan was like, dude, there's, a lot of music in this and i wish mm-hmm. there was less <laughs> and i was kind of like oh i can kind of see like they kind of just see, like they fit like damn near an entire like you know motion picture soundtrack into just part one mm-hmm. um so but i did love at the end where like right at the end when he shows up i was like get like give me a gun lots of guns they said the line i'm like he said the line <laughs> he said the line i knew it uh i I'll tell you the um, Mel Gibson's character in the first episode is great. In the second episode, uh, I got beef with like the way that they control, like the way that they wrote his character in, like the the situations, like uh, the, how he got himself out of certain situations. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with. Um, okay, I'll have to keep that but, in mind when I watch it. I mean, it's gl- it's 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 a glaring problem, right? 
Like you're gonna see you're the you're gonna see it happen, and you're gonna be like, no, no, that's <laughs> no. Uh, and you're just gonna, and then we can talk about it. But um, but yeah, it's, it's it, it, that's my only gripe. That's my only gripe with it. And you know, I I'd be interested to see these characters again. Like you know, if there is a John Wick Chapter Five, um, it would be interesting to see how they integrate these people into the story. Or I don't know, maybe there'll be a continental part, a continental like season two, and they'll they'll run with these characters again. Um, but it'd be inter- I, I'm I'm invested in these characters. I like them. Like I would like to see them again. Yeah, like I wouldn't mind if they did. Like they don't even necessarily need to do a continental part two, but it's like the world of John Wick is so vast, like. They could do one that's like the Bowery or they could do like there's so many other things to explore. Like I would love to actually like get to like see more of the high table and stuff like that. So they there's any number of directions that they could potentially continue doing little mini series or another. I know they're doing the ballerina movie and stuff, but there's like it lends itself to a lot of possibilities. Awesome. Um, Tell me about what something that you've been watching justin so i got to check out episode one of loki and how is it yeah i'm not gonna get too spoilery with you because i know you said you actually like wanted to watch it so it's one of those where initially going in like i was really worried mainly just Mm -hmm. because you know marvel tv shows aren't like you know what they what they were cracked up to be when it, when it started. Um, this is the I think first one that's an actual sequel um, mm-hmm. to a show. Most are just one and done seasons, but you know this is an actual season two to what is arguably like one of the best uh, seasons of Marvel television that they've done. So I was kind of worried on them being able to follow that up and. I'm going to be honest, I thought it was a really good first episode. Like, I really hope they keep this momentum and are able to carry it through the entire show. It basically picks up, like, I'd say almost right after where season one ended. Like, they do a little recap of, like, the end of season one in the first, like, couple minutes and stuff and, like, what happened and then kind of just drop you right back in. Um and, you know, it was great getting to see Loki and, like, Owen Wilson's character. And then the dude from uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once is mm-hmm. in this and stuff and works at the TVA. And I love him. Like, he's great. And, you know, uh, essentially after the events of one, um, Loki is now jumping between multiple points in time uncontrollably like he's just like sprocketing like around everywhere and like is trying to figure out like what he needs to do to like stop doing that um (laughs) but and it's like this season too because like now you know he's separated from sil sylvie or whatever her name is so it's like you know you we don't really get to see her this episode we see her like at the very end or whatever like where she ends up Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming it's going to be kind of like, you know, like everyone's kind of going to be doing multiple things all over the place. And then I feel like everyone's going to kind of come together towards the end uh, type Mm -hmm. situation. But, 
you know, overall, I thought it was really fun. Like, you know, Tom Hiddleston does a good job as Loki. Uh, it's interesting getting to kind of see, like, what is happening now to the TVA after, you know, the aftermath of season one where, you know, people now know that they are all just variants and that the TVA and the branching timelines uh, was not too, like, save the time continuum as much as it was like Kang trying to keep his other selves away and that you know their lives were all basically lies and people trying to deal <laughs> with de either accept that information or just outright deny it <laughs> so awesome um, uh so do you what okay the only question I have mm -hmm. is is alligator Loki in there at all <laughs> uh he wasn't in this episode i would love alligator loki to make a return um <laughs> i don't know if that's gonna be the direction they're heading or not because in typical loki fashion this episode like answers some questions and it's like for every question they do answer they leave you two more that you're like okay well what the fuck is this and so, which I like, I do like it. It makes me stuff like that, like with WandaVision and stuff like that is what excites me. It makes me want to watch it. Like now, initially I wasn't even super excited for it. And now I'm like, dope. I can't wait for the next episode of Loki to drop. So now like it's got its hooks in me. I'm pumped. Like I can't wait for the next episode. So hopefully That's good. it's going to be a banger. Does it seem like they had like does it seem like i'm kind of i'm kind of curious to see if they shy away from um jonathan majors being in the show more or if like he's just kind of there as like a, a like a threat that's going to happen in the background but he's not going to be in the show that much like because you know he's kind of mired in controversy uh, you know after ant-man uh kind of came out uh so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of handle his character and with his real world drama. Yeah, it will be interesting cuz I do like expect him to be in it. I just mm -hmm. I don't know how much. Like obviously at the beginning of the episode when they showed the end events of season 1, they showed like a lot of his part at the end mm -hmm. when they confronted him and like their statues of him um in the world and like throughout TVA and stuff now uh because of what happened and like there was like voice recordings of him and stuff playing but we didn't actually get to see him outside of the flashbacks and stuff in this episode so i don't know if that's something that they're gonna save to the end or if he's gonna kind of be like sprinkled throughout the season like here and there in these different timelines or what they're going to do about that um so that will be you know interesting to see how disney chooses to handle that yeah, um, I'd like to see what's going to happen with the next movies and this. Maybe they, maybe they find a way to tie his arc up in Loki, and just it's a self-contained kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna make you know uh, Avengers Five: The Kang Dynasty pretty fucking weird if they just <laughs> tie his character up yeah. and end it there. And they're like, "Oh, what? No, that's not. That is not what that uh, Avengers movie was called. It's just Avengers <laughs> yeah. Five, title pending, man. Like, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> how um well that that's Loki. How is Gen V shaping out? Dude, Gen V is really good. I'm really surprised at how much uh, I like Gen V. I know like the boys is hit and miss for a lot of people. I and I see it. Like I agree. Like the boys is really over the top and ridiculous Mm -hmm. and fun which is why i love it but at the same time i know like the last couple seasons have kind of like they don't really resolve you know anything it just leaves a lot of stuff open and they just kind of do whatever or like they hype up like oh you know this is going to be the big shit with homelander and then it kind of happens but it's not exactly what you think it is and it's just like okay well that wasn't like the big fight with all the the big fights come and it's like okay you played it up as the big fight but really like now you're like hyping up like oh no well it's coming so this is a lot more uh like grounded i feel like i like the characters though they're all starting to kind of like come together and like actually like work together now as a team um they're realizing that this like you know underground uh laboratory whatever where they like experiment on like mutants or whatever that like there's adults that like know of this place and its existence so it's like this is kind of like a known thing so it's like people can't be trusted now so everyone's kind of going rogue and like off the grid like we can only trust each other type stuff so they're like going in trying to rescue the one dude's brother and you know, he's kind of, you know, unstable and stuff because of everything they've done to him down there. Uh, so they're trying to, like, get him under control. But I definitely recommend it. It's been good. I don't know how long it's going to... I imagine it's probably just going to be, like, eight episodes or something like that. Like, or ten episodes, whatever the boys is. But I, you know, I think a, like, little... You know, side story in the world of the boys actually works. Like, I wasn't sure how well it would work because, you know, uh, um, like, Homelander really sells the boys and so does, you know, Billy Butcher. Like, those characters and stuff are, like, why a lot of people watch the boys. So it's kind of like, okay, well, can it stand on its own legs without these characters being involved at all? And I think it does a really good job. And it makes me interested to see, like, if... A, how this is going to end, but B, if this was actually really successful for them, like, if they're going to do something like this again, like, going forward. Now, does this feel, like, different in the sense that, like, with the boys, like, you know, you have, like, the, what was it, the, the five or whatever, like, and they're supposed to be heroes, but they're dysfunctional, and they're crazy, and they're just horrible human beings now like does it does this kind of make a pivot where like you actually kind of are rooting for these kids or like are they still just kind of like in that same world where like they have their warts and like you know everybody's imperfect but like you know they're 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 not bad they're kind of just like neutral so it's kind of like with these kids, what's nice is like the majority of these kids, like they're at this school, like they're not like a cog in the superhero system, like per se mm-hmm. yet, but that's like also developing like the main chick who can control her blood. That's kind of 
the thing that's going on with her is she's a freshman or whatever and she's all she's ranked um i think number two um at the school which is the first time a freshman has ever placed in the top 10 so she's like getting interviews and whatever and they're like scouting her for the seven and stuff and it's like she's kind of realizing she's kind of going through her um her starlight whatever moment of Mm -hmm. she didn't necessarily want this but because she has nothing like this is now like something to make her life like actually better um and like improve her situation dramatically so she kind of knows uh it's full of shit like where starlight with her whole thing was like she wanted this like since she was like a kid and then she got it and then come to realize it wasn't all she was cracked up to be uh mm-hmm. this is more like the situation where she didn't she doesn't really want this she more just wants like the money and the, like whatever associated with it and at the moment she's like yeah this is stupid and i hate this but i'm willing to play along for now because it's getting me where i want to be but now like in the four that's how it kind of started but then now here in like the fourth episode she's starting to realize like okay like yeah even though i'm getting where i want to be all this shit is not worth my time and energy and it's like grating on my soul having to be (laughs) like this stupid poster child and like i don't have free will like they're just telling me what to say telling me how to just telling me what to do like everything's based on pr numbers and interactions on social media and whatever and it's all just a giant business that's just using me for profit and i hate it (laughs) awesome Uh, yeah uh (laughs) so did you get a chance to finish the other half of blue beetle you know what i did i did have a chance to finish so how like did getting to see the other half of the movie change your opinions at all on the movie no. Uh, no. <laughs> the short short answer is no. Um, you know it. It's probably one of the best DC movies, um, which is sad because like <laughs> it still it still feels campy and um, I feel it suffers graphically in a lot of areas. Like that Blue Beetle costume is cool, but there are some times when that costume looks cheap. Like it just looks very like they they could have punched it up a little bit better on set, um, but um, I do um, it like it takes like you know there's superheroes like they like their origin stories are always kind of based in like some type of suffering and like personal growth through suffering. Um, I get that, um, you know, and, and Blue Beetles no different, um, but you know I just kind of feel it hits like a hard pivot like real quick um like you know like the the villain is just like well you know i want to get this thing off of this guy and like we're just gonna hit his house and just you know take out his whole family while we're at it and like you know who cares um and it's just kind of like there it's a large leap for somebody who has that much money and resources to just go and obliterate like a house in in the projects or on the outskirts of town um, so, you know, I know they're comic book movies and you kind of have to take a little bit of liberties with that. That's fine. Um, everybody in the movie, I think does a great job acting. 
Um, I think, um, you know, they... I don't know the source material for the Blue Beetle too well, so it's like I don't know if they stuck with it or not. But, you know, it seemed like there was a lot of lore in there with the original Blue Beetle, like with the costumes and the technology and... You know, this lady's uh, uncle being like the, or her father being the the original Blue Beetle, but he wasn't really, the scarab wasn't on him. Like, he was just infatuated with it. So, like, he just built, he was like a Batman, but like, you know, was infatuated with this, like, scarab thing. Um, So, you know, it was was interesting. Um, I thought, like, the resolution at the end and, like, the big battle was kind of like a waste. Um, you know, it was because like he doesn't beat the guy. The guy basically just has this like real. Oh, he I guess he kind of does, but then he has like this realization like, oh, like I've been living my life wrong, and you know I need to you know fix my mistakes. You know, so it's kind of like the villain takes the enemy of the enemy takes takes out uh takes themselves out right. Um, so it was it was all right. Like I I don't I don't know. Like I don't regret buying it. Like I because I bought it to watch it. I don't regret buying it, um, but it was. It's. Not, I don't think it's one of those movies I'm going to put on frequently to watch. That's fair. Would yeah. you say it's better than the Batman? It's different, right? Like the Batman is like dark and and gritty, and it's more of a detective procedural with Batman, like with like a layer of Batman put on it. Yeah. So it's, it, I mean, that has its own thing. I like that. Uh, that would probably be one of my favorite, like, DC ones. Um, this one is vibrant. The characters are boisterous. It's like a, it's like an anime, like a real-life anime, like, is basically what it feels like. Uh, you know, everybody's over the top. Like, George Lopez's character is just, like, chewing up the scenery left and right. Um, you know, a lot of things happen in there. Like, he's driving a Toyota, like, tundra like pickup truck like and all of a sudden he knows how to fly a freaking beetle airship and like <laughs> knows what everything does you know it's like okay i guess we're just gonna go with this like you yeah. know he just knows there's how to a do lot of th- yeah there's a lot of things you just kind of have to take on you know movie magic and it's it's fine but you know the, i would like to see a little bit more development with the characters well Hopefully, you know, I know James Gunn has confirmed that Blue Beetle will stay in his DC universe. So, you know, hopefully we will get a little more development, you know, in Blue Beetle 2 or if he makes an appearance (laughs) in something else. Yeah, I I don't know what I mean. Like, that's the thing is like Blue Beetle is like one of those lower tier superheroes where like I don't really know like what he does or where he comes into the whole story of things like. I've never seen him in any DC comic that I have ever read. Um, I want to say, I'm not positive, but I want to say he's a member of Young Justice, which is like DC's version of, well, <laughs> I was going to say DC's <laughs> version of Teen Titans, and I was like, <laughs> Teen Titans is DC, so I sound like a fucking idiot, but their version of Young Avengers. Gotcha. And isn't there like a red one too? Isn't there like a scarab or something? Uh, like a dude, I oh, am. I had no idea who Blue Beetle was until <laughs> the movie came out. So I am a hundred percent the wrong. 
you know, Robbie, head on over to Discord. Let your boys know what the hell we're talking about here. We're out here in the weeds with this Blue Beetle character. <laughs> we're just flying by the seat of our pants, dude. Yeah. All we know is this movie. We don't even know how accurate that is. I but know uh, my ass from a scarab over here. <laughs> but I will tell you, the movie that I was impressed with, that I got to watch this weekend, mm-hmm. was Gran Turismo. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if anybody's watched the movie Gran Turismo, but it's basically, um, it's you know, a guy uh, enters. He's a he's you know he's one of the top ranked uh, Gran Turismo players in the world. Um, he goes into a competition to do the actual like uh, you know to he wins an actual competition to go do this uh, sim like basically try to race cars in the real world like he basically competes against 10 other winners of this of the simulation and then they get to race in the real world they get to go to a camp and then they get to go out and try to uh, obtain their actual racing license and and join a a circuit so um, the 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 kid that the story is based on, um, he actually did uh, his stunt work in the movie, the actor's stunt work in the movie. So he's like legitimately in there racing, which is cool. Um, he's done over 200 races uh, in his professional career. Um, so this is one of those kids that went from like, you know, playing video games in his house to actually doing, um, you know, what he loves uh, in the real world, which is cool. Um, you know, the, I don't know how much of the story in the movie is based on um, truth. You know, there's always a little bit of embellishment, like yeah. um, so. You know, as we've learned from the <laughs> as we've learned from the Tetris movie, um, but um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of racing involved. Like if you like, um, uh, you know, Japanese imports, like you know, Nissan. Like the, I mean, Nissan basically must. I mean, the whole thing is sponsored by Nissan, right? Like the whole story takes place because. Um, this gentleman um, wants to uh, basically broaden Nissan's uh, sales demographic because uh, 80 million people play this game so that if they can get somebody uh, who, you know, races and has passion and does well in the circuit, then Nissan essentially basically gains hypothetically 80 million new people to buy their cars, um, which is basically how they sold this competition to begin with. Um, so everything in the car, everything that they race is, is Nissan. So like, you know, the GT, what was it? GTR is basically the, the car du jour, but there's lots of Lamborghinis and a bunch of other, you know, fancy Ferraris and cars like that, that you get to see in the background when they're doing their, their actual races. Um, I think, uh, the, was it the dude from, um, Stranger Things? Stranger Things? Yeah. And Black Widow. Yeah, he he does he does a phenomenal job. I like his character, his the dry kind of I'm not going to put up with your shit kind of uh attitude um is is really funny. You know, the crack that shell is kind of cool. Um you know, there are some moments that are telegraphed. Um there are, you know, some low points in the kid's career. You kind of see him coming. Um and uh you know other than that like if there's not a lot of talking not a lot of plot points in the in the movie um other than the race uh, and getting your license and doing the racing uh essentially um you know he gets into an accident and kills a um a spectator um by accident like when he when he wrecks his car he basically is racing in the nuremberg ring and hits an updraft coming up a hill and his car basically like sails off the track and crushes a a, a, an onlooker um and so he's got to kind of 
come to terms with you know that it wasn't his fault um but because of that a lot of the professional racers are like this is why people who play video games shouldn't be doing actual racing um so they basically go from like okay well we're just going to do circuit races to you're going to do the le mans 24-hour race and if any you basically have to podium uh to to be considered a real racer is what is basically what the plot of the last half of the movie is. So he, you know, he gets like two of the other guys that he was in the competition with to race with them for 24 hours. And they basically just, um, try to, um, to get either first, second or third place. Um, so it's, it's cool. Um, I think in the, like in racing movies, like if I'm going to do like my top 10 racing movies, it would be up there. I'm, I, it would be probably like, you know, in the, maybe in the top 10, but I think if you're looking for a good Le Mans race, I think uh, Ford versus Ferrari is better. Um, yeah, I was like, what's your number one racing movie? I mean, I would say like Ford versus Ferrari is pretty good. Um, Rush is another one. The uh, Nicky Lauda um, story um, is pretty good. Uh, that one's got Chris Hemsworth in it. Like um, that, that one was actually pretty decent. Um, so I would probably say those two are like my top top one and two picks. I was like, where's Fast and the Furious place in this? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Number one. <laughs> Maybe I should. Yeah, so I was going to say, it'll be, it'll be, uh, it's, it's uh, Rush, and then it's Ford versus Ferrari, and then the last eight spaces are like Fast and the Furious one through, uh, one, three, four, five, seven. <laughs> no, yeah, I was just... like, you can only count the ones where racing's the actual part of the plot, <laughs> which after, after about three, we kind of lose the thread there for a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, until they go into outer space and then it all comes back. Um, yeah, the racing Martians. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, that's a, probably a pretty good one. Is I got to think about like all the because I mean there's a fair amount of racing movies out there, right? Um, but I think Gran Turismo it does a a bit like you know Need for Speed was a fun movie, but um, and I have a special place I have a special place in my heart for it because like they did. Um, a lot of the um, racing for that in San Francisco. Um, so uh, there is that scene where he's where they're driving and the uh, that Mustang gets just decimated, like it gets like t-boned in an intersection, like uh, and flips over or something like that, like wrecks in a major intersection in San Francisco. And I remember driving to work the next day and just seeing like car parts all over the road because like the crew like just basically pushed them all off to the side of the road because they were like running late. So they didn't have enough time to clean up. So it looked like just like a Mustang had just like just, you know, I mean, it was a Mustang did get obliterated there. But like, you know, they just left all the parts on the side of the road. I was just like, oh, my God, what happened here? Uh, it wasn't until the movie came out that I was just like, oh, that would explain it. But um, but yeah, there's there's a fair amount of movies. I, I, that's that would be a good one. I want people in the in the chat uh, to put up what their favorite racing movies are, too. Yeah, head on over to Discord. Let us know. Is it Fast and the Furious? Is it Need for Speed with Aaron Paul screaming in the trailer that everyone loves to post that picture? You know, head on over. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Rush. If, any, if anybody wants to see a good movie, watch Rush. All right. Did you, did you watch anything else or was that it? <sighs> I'm trying to think. Uh no, uh I gotta get I gotta get my anime fix back in, so I gotta start watching that again, and then I gotta get Ahsoka done because I think that's done now, so I gotta finish watching that, and then uh I'm trying to think I 
can't think of, I don't think there's any other movies that are coming up right now that I need to see. Real quick, I was like, I completely spaced it. I don't know why. Before we leave the spoiler zone, I saw Saw X. <laughs> and... So how is it? So, so I'll tell you right now, like, I have watched, this is the only horror movie, I, I would call it a horror movie, right? This is the only mm-hmm. horror movie franchise that I've seen every movie up to, like, the reboot. Like or not not the reboot, but the one not Saw X, but the one which one did they come out before? Spiral. The, yeah, so I've watched every one up to Spiral. Uh, so wait, you've seen all of them? You've seen all mm-hmm. nine movies then? Mm-hmm. I have. Then Shannon, that means you have to see X. You've seen all <laughs> nine. You have to see the tenth one then. I mean, I, I probably when it comes to to home movie, I'll watch it, and even then, I'll watch it by myself because my wife is not a fan of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can see that, but it uh, did seem it did seem like in the trailer like they had some pretty legit like um, torture devices. No, so X is a solid return to form. A, I fucking hate Spiral. It is literally the worst. <laughs> the fact that it's even associated with Saw, despite the fact that it has nothing to do with the previous eight movies, upsets me to no end because. That movie's just bad. The acting is bad. <laughs> the plot is bad. Like, honestly, like, if they completely stripped everything away from the movie that was actually related to Saw, uh, got better actors, and did probably about three script rewrites, they could have had a decent just <laughs> cop thriller movie, like Seven or something like that, you know, along those lines. And instead, mm-hmm. they gave us what is forever known as the literal worst movie semi-related <laughs> to the Saw franchise. Uh, but X takes place between Saw 1 and Saw 2. So that's okay. where it fits in the timeline. We have mm-hmm. John Kramer, who is Jigsaw. He is, you know, at this point in time, he knows he has cancer and he's like getting his MRI scans and whatever, trying to figure out like what he can do to help, you know, uh, relieve his situation. And he's going to like cancer, like AA meetings or whatever, but for cancer, like cancer support mm-hmm. groups and stuff. And uh, he ends up running into someone, uh, that he went to group with and they're looking a lot better and he's like yeah you know i there was this procedure that i had done in norway or wherever and he's like you know it's not legal in the united states like it's not fda approved whatever this medicine but it helped um here's like the link like get in touch so john gets in touch with these people um he meets them in mexico he has this uh, surgery done to remove his tumor, and he takes his like special medicine for a week to be better. He's like having a happy outlook on life. Then he comes to find out that no one actually operated on him, and it was all just a huge con, and they took his money and ran. Wow. And little do they know, like 
yeah, you wronged the wrong person, my friend. <laughs> like the the person you want to rip off is not the guy that straps you to a table and makes you play a game. Let me tell you that much. So <laughs> after you know John gets wronged, he's like, which this was the funniest part of the movie. I thought is I don't know the time gap between him realizing he got ripped off and then him like exacting his revenge on these people because you know he ends up calling amanda who is his uh apprentice from the mm-hmm. first couple saw movies and you know she comes down to mexico and rounds all these people up and he has this like warehouse set up for this new game and it's like Dude, is this motherfucker Macaulay Culkin? Like, how much time did he have between realizing that these people ripped him off? Like, was it a month? Was it two? Like, how long was he in Mexico? Like, I mean, I know this dude's loaded, so it doesn't matter. Even them stealing the $250,000, he's got that old entrepreneur money, like, architect money going on. So someone, you know, he that's how he finances all his little games and stuff is, you know, he's loaded. Uh, but... Yeah, so he rounds these people up, and they go for a game. And I, I will admit, uh, some of the games were hard to watch. Uh, hmm. Uh, hmm. There's one in particular, which is one of the first ones. Uh, it's on the poster with the little tubes over the mm-hmm. eyes. Uh, I will say I was pleasantly surprised what happens <laughs> with the tubes. Uh, what you think <laughs> might happen with the tubes is probably not what happens with the tubes. Because I was expecting something like, oh, like, something's going to, like, go into this person's eyes. That's not what happens. So, uh, to do with that information what you will. But it, uh, you know, it was really good. It's honestly probably, like, one of the, like, best produced, like, Saw movies. Like, I love Jigsaw, the eighth one. Mm-hmm. But it has, you know, some, like, uh, kind of rough cgi like moments and stuff in it where this one i think they used a lot more like practical effects like it was a lot more grounded in that sense where it didn't look as fake as like some of the stuff in previous entries and stuff with how over the top it was um Mm -hmm. you know it had a good ending um you know all around i definitely recommend it like uh, amongst the other nine movies, ranking-wise, I put it towards, like, the middle, like, middle top-ish. Like, I, I think it, when I did my list, I posted it somewhere, I think, in the movie uh, section of the Discord. I think it placed, like, in the top five for me, hmm. for the movie. So, you know, right. being the 10th movie to, you know, place that high, like, that that's pretty, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. Uh, I mean, definitely don't feel like you're wasting your money at that point. But uh, um, I was gonna say, do you feel? Did, did do you think that's th- this is the end of it, or do you think that they're gonna come out with like more? Do you think they found a way to kind of revitalize the series? So it's really hard because, like, you know, in, in the Saw movies, John dies at the end of the third movie. So you know, which is why like. He died at the end of the third movie, and then in the fourth movie, that entire movie, for the most part, was just a giant flashback movie to, like, his origins, like, the origins of Jigsaw, like, what happened to, like, make him go down this path and stuff. Um, But, 
I don't think you can just keep doing that. Like, I don't think they can do a Saw 11 and 12 where it's like, okay, well, <laughs> this one takes place in between 2 and 3. And, like, wait, like it starts getting real messy if you keep doing that to just, like, oh, yeah, John just fucked off to Germany for three months to torture a bunch of Nazis and then came out. Like, like you can't just keep doing that. Like, otherwise, it would just become a one-trick pony. I wouldn't mind if, you know, they continued the franchise i just don't know what they would do like just yeah, because i mean could what, what if they did a movie where they went back and did um the saw <clears throat> testament where it was just like the apprentice going through her trials and because you i mean because you see parts of it, right? Like, you see bits and pieces when they show her, like, flashbacks on, like, the earlier movies, but you never really see, like, the full experience, right? So, and that's kind of the thing with this one. So, like, Amanda, who... I, <laughs> so, it, the Saw timeline is weird. It's not overly complicated, <laughs> but I will tell, mm-hmm. like, I say that. It is complicated, though, and it is weird. Because, <laughs> like, Amanda, movie-wise is technically like is his first apprentice that you see she is not his first apprentice though in the movie she's really the third apprentice timeline is why like in the eighth movie you find out like in the eighth movie they introduce you to who his real first apprentice was and then you know saw like one through three was kind of its own thing and like the second movie was like amanda's first test um, mm-hmm. Well, so she had the initial test to, you know, survive, but then her, like, test as an apprentice, the second movie, the, uh, I forget what they call it, the gas house or whatever, was mm-hmm. her first trial, but then really now with X placing in between one and two, X is really, like, what she's doing now in this is really her first trial, which makes the gas house her second trial, and then the entire third Saw movie was her final trial, and that's kind of like one through three is kind of its own thing with four kind of pulling in three together and like whatever and you get the flashbacks up. And then like five, six, and seven are like the other apprentice, the FBI agent. That's kind of like his arc of where now he's taken over as Jigsaw and his kind of beginning to end doing that. And then the eighth movie takes place both before Saw 1 but after Saw 8, because it takes place in both time periods, and that involves mm-hmm. his very first apprentice, which I was really kind of sad we didn't get to see him, because uh, we did get to see Amanda, and then at the very end of the movie, you do get to see the FBI agent who was the other apprentice, which was cool. Like I'm glad that they tried to bring as many of them in. And I guess thematically, it kind of fits that the very first apprentice guy you don't meet, because he, like... He was initially involved with John, but then, as far as we know, he wasn't really involved in anything. Because then he like went to war and then got taken prisoner by. So it's like he, uh, you know, wasn't really involved with John. I think up until like after he died, and then he kind of took over in the eighth movie. But I wouldn't mind like another movie with him as Jigsaw, um, and you know, supposedly the FBI agent. As far as we know, is still alive at the end of seven, but he got locked in the bathroom uh, from mm-hmm. the first movie, so he could also just have starved to death and died in there. We don't really know, 
Uh, but I totally think I wouldn't mind a resurgence. Like this kind of proves to me, like if they can do more than that, I would like more Saw movies. But at the same time, I don't want them to kind of pull an Insidious or a Conjuring and just like start pumping these movies out again. And that's how you're going to get more bad movies. And I don't want that for mm-hmm. the franchise. Mm-hmm. I get it. <clears throat> oh, I forgot. To, I have one more movie I saw. Well, I didn't see the full movie. But I watched uh, Sisu, or part of it. Oh, you, dude. You remember I, Sisu? I completely forgot about <laughs> Sisu. That's one of those things where it's like we talked about it when the trailer came out, and then mm-hmm. I never heard anybody bring it up, and then it's like I saw it was on, like, you could rent it off Amazon Prime, or I was like, holy shit, like, that's actually out, and then I <laughs> never watched it. Forgot about it again? Yeah, so uh, it was on sale like on iTunes uh, for like $3. And I was like, oh, I'm for $3, I'll put this in my movie library. They say it's like John Wick, but with Nazis, right? So like I basically started that movie and got... So it's kind of... So they do... It does it in chapters. So it's like chapter one, two, three. And like they break it up like that, which is fine. Because it's like these like small little like bite-sized little snippets. And I tell you... There is, like, probably in the first 30... We watched 30 minutes of the movie before my wife was, like, tapped out. She was like, I can't do this. Like, John Wick, yes, this is a little a little different. A little bit more gritty. A little bit more violent. Like, more bloody. Definitely more bloody. Um, like, I mean, he's riding a horse, and the horse steps on a mine. And, like, just parts of horses everywhere. And, like, I was just like, oh, my God. And, like, he, get, you know, he gets, like, ragdolled, like, off. And, like, he basically wakes up in, like, the carcass of the horse. And I was like, oh, this is this is rough. Like um, Tarantino's John Wick. Yeah, like, this is this is hard. Um, so I'll probably, I'll, I'll finish watching it on my own uh, and let you know how the rest of it pans out. But, like, it, like, I mean, it's, it's slow in the beginning. It's very slow. Um, slower than like, you know, John Wick, like there was plot, right? Like you, you got to see like what happened, you know, his wife dies, gets the dog, dog gets killed. Like then he goes on this hellbent range. Like this is like, this dude is out, basically runs away from the war. Like he's uh, in Finland um, and decides that he doesn't want to be in the war anymore. So instead of just like taking like an active discharge or like whatever, he's just a deserter. He just like goes into the wilderness, gets a, gets a tent and like stops talking to everybody. Has a horse, has a dog. All he's doing is panning for gold. He finds a shit ton of gold. He's trying to go to town to sell it. And the Nazis are basically pushing their way through Finland to try to gain more territory. So like the minute he runs into the Nazis, the Nazi, the first band of Nazis is just like, whatever, bro. Like he's marching to his death. Leave him alone. We got fig- bigger fish to fry. He goes around the corner and he basically meets up with another band of Nazis and the Nazis, these guys are just like, give us your gold, we're going to kill you. And that's when he stabs the dude in the head that you see in the trailer and then basically just massacres the other two people that are with him. Um, and then, uh, yeah, basically once he gets past that dude, like the tank, uh, the, 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 the first platoon of Nazis, one of them has a tank, they hear a bunch of gunfire and a bunch of shit going off. And they're like, whoa, this isn't good. Like, uh, there should have been, like, maybe one or two shots. Like, not, like, a whole litany of gunfire. So then they go back to check, and they're, like, shooting, like, tank mortars at, like, this guy trying to get his gold, trying to kill him. And basically that's when he runs into the minefield and 
that's like chapter three. So we'll um, we'll report back next week with more information on Sisu. All right, like I, I might I now that I remember it's out, I might be down to uh, download it and check it out. Yeah, I I, I'd, I'd be interested. About it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like it's been sitting on. I'm not gonna lie, it's been sitting in my queue for like three or four months. So like I'm not, it's not it hasn't been high up on my list, but um, but yeah it 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 seems decent. It seems it's well shot. Uh, like I said, it's just a lot bloodier than um a John Wick movie. All right, all right. Well, well uh, you want me to land this bad boy? Shannon, take her down. You know what, guys. Thank you once again for listening to another episode of That Pixel Life. Please follow us on Facebook. Um, you can find That Pixel Life there. It's kind of a defunct kind of a group on there now. We typically uh, talk to each other through Discord. Um, you can find us there, That Pixel Life. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. Zach is doing a great job uh, keeping us uh, up, uh, up to date on the, the Twitters or X, whatever you want to call it now. Um, you know, might have had some uh, Raiders shenanigans on there this weekend because that's where he was. And um, yeah, I you know I would like to hear what you guys have to say about uh, what your uh, favorite racing movies are. Uh, we don't need to do a top twenty-five. Uh, I know you guys have gone crazy with the uh, the lists, uh, doing your your top twenty-fives of everything down to uh, favorite two-ply toilet paper. So. Um, you know, maybe do maybe maybe drop a line. Let me see. Uh, let me see what you're into these days with your racing movies. But uh, I think that's it. We'll see you next week. Uh, Zach will probably be back, hopefully. Um, and Justin, if Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, "Hey guys, Charmin is the number one two ply toilet paper." And go be great. <laughs> and I can't believe you guys don't know more lore about the Blue Beetle and the Red Scarab. Oh, you don't read comics at all, you idiots. <laughs> Weebs. <laughs>